0: man all right we, we we've heard from the gals in Peru they 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 made it there they had their blowout they didn't even make it to Prosser before they tore the tires off the van they, they got to the airport a little bit late a little nervous got in there their their plane was delayed Whew you know, took, took a breath, got on the plane, flew to Miami, went down and got through security, found out they're in the wrong terminal, had to go back out of security, get on a bus, go down, you know, and they've, they've had a trip, and then, then they, they got to Peru, and they got up, they got on a double-decker bus and took a 714-hour bus ride over 15,000 feet up through the snow and stuff, you got down in there, some of them are dealing with some uh, altitude issues, uh, uh, but today they're in training, getting ready to go out, I was talking with Shelby this morning, and they're excited, uh, just remember to continue to pray fast I don't mean pray fast Help me. yeah. I should have said fast and pray okay pray fast some of you guys are hey, I like prayer now okay uh, but uh, just keep believing God and and uh, you know it's gonna be awesome amen A- amen I, I just uh, tell you what I-, I can't believe how good God is Amen. And the doors he's opening up for us and the impact, you, you know, not, not just in Peru and Thailand. The guys got back from Thailand. Hey, welcome home, guys. We're glad you're here. 27,000 souls saved, five, over 500 miracles, and it's awesome. But what God's doing right here and the, 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 the influence and the opportunities and the doors he's opening for us right here at home, you need to understand something. You're part of something that's doing some awesome stuff. And you, you should, number one, be thankful, and number two, you should probably act like you're part of something that's doing some amazing stuff. Amen? Look at your neighbor say it's time for you to act like it. <laughs> you, you know, uh, that's a great segue into, into the message that, that we've been uh, just pressing into on righteousness and, and understanding the blood of Jesus. You know, uh, the Bible says that we have faith in the blood. Hello? faith in the blood you know it, it, it's just it's kind of funny because uh you know back in the day when i was growing up everything was about the blood we sang about the blood we talked about the blood we wall around in the blood we had blood all over everything and and now we're in a culture you know where where blood you, you know that we, we don't like to really sing about it. we don't talk about it nobody's really preaching about the blood you know the blood's a little messy Blood freak people out, you know, because if, if, if the unchurched come in and we're up there talking about the blood, they're not going to understand it. Well, that's our fault because in order for you to have faith, without, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So, so unless somebody understands the blood, you know, you're not going to have a revelation about the power of the blood. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a revelation about the power of the blood, you're not going to know uh, how to apply the blood to your life. And if you don't know how to apply the blood to your life, you go around feeling guilty and, and, and ashamed of yourself because of some stuff you've done, some thoughts that you've had, some words you said, some actions you performed. People feeling guilty, feeling shame about stuff they didn't do, but stuff other people did that impacted them. And, and I'm here today to tell you that the blood of Jesus not only will it remove and wash away your sin, but the Bible says that the blood sprinkled on our conscience g- gives us a clear conscience. You know, you know, when God said that I will remember your sin no more, He'll help you so, so it doesn't have that control over your mind either. You can, you can be free today because of the blood of Jesus. I said, You can be free today because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. You ought to be celebrating the blood, pleading blood. I mean, I'm pleading the blood. I plead the blood over what? Everything. What do you mean we're pleading the blood? Well, just picture yourself going into a courtroom, and they've got all of this. You know, they got eyewitnesses. They 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 got you know all kinds of stuff against you. You know, and uh, the evidence is stacked up, and you're asked to stand up before the judge and plead. You know, you guilty, not guilty. What do you plead? I plead the blood. If you plead the blood, I'm going to tell you something. The evidence doesn't matter no more. How did they overcome him? By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You know, something you need to understand about the blood, uh, 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 having faith in the blood, faith, faith demands action, right? Remember when James said faith without works is dead. It's useless. So you've you got to act it, and faith has a voice. you you got you to say it. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, stuff starts happening, right? So you you got you, you to confess it. You, you need to get up every day and just say, I am washed in the blood. I am free from sin. I'm not guilty. I've been acquitted. I'm not going to live a life of shame. And then you got to act like it. Huh? You, you just need to quit acting guilty. You're not guilty anymore. That, well, yeah, but look what you did. That wasn't me. That's the old me. You, you want to see me, you're going to have to look at him because First John 4, 17 says, As he is, so am I in this world. As he is, so am I. I'm just like Jesus. You know, that kind of that pushes some of your excuses out of the way. Because, you know, how many times have somebody, you know, said, you know, well, you, you know, you, you could do better. And I think a lot of times, you know, well, those people are judging me. Now, sometimes people are trying to encourage you because <laughs> you, you ain't doing that great. And they're saying, come on, you can do better. Well, I ain't Jesus. Ever use that excuse? Well, I ain't Jesus. I'm not perfect. Well, in Christ, you are. You know, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things have passed away. That old nature's gone. And a new nature has come. Right? And that nature, that's the, you are a partaker of the divine nature. You, you have the ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat every single day of your life. But uh, uh, what, what we've ended up doing, we tried to use church kind of like a behavior modification program. And we come to church, and, and, and we sign up, and we get involved. We try to start you know, behaving differently, but we haven't renewed our mind, and we're not thinking any differently. And what, what God wants to do is he wants to empower you to change the way you think. That's why in Isaiah, when he said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, that's not a put down. That's an invitation up. You can start thinking like I think. That's what God's saying. Yeah, and if you start thinking like I think, if you understand who you are, you, if you can get your identity off of the old man and onto the new man, and if you can identify with the new man, you'll start thinking like the new man. And when you start thinking like the new man, it won't be long until you start acting like a new man. And then that will just come naturally to you. Why? Because it's your nature. My nature's changed. If if, if you're still the old guy that you were before you got born again, you you need to, you you know, don't work hard at stopping stuff. Work hard at starting something. Start thinking like God thinks. As he is, so am I, even in this world. I am new. I am not the sinner I used to be, but I'm the saint that God's called me to be. Yeah, but man, I've been sinning. We we have got we have got to get this understanding that a sinner is not defined by sinning. Because you're sinning doesn't mean you're a sinner. What defines a sinner is the nature. And the old corrupted nature that you know we're all born uh, the Bible says in uh, what is it first John the Bible says that we are all born children of the devil but when you're born again you, you end up becoming a child of God you get a new nature so you're not a sinner no more you, you used to have no power over sin sin dictated and controlled your life. Now you have power over sin. Well, I thought grace covered sin. No, grace empowers you to demonstrate sin's defeat. Stuff you, couldn't, stuff you couldn't handle before, suddenly by the grace of God, there's an empowerment that comes upon you, and all of a sudden you actually have the ability to say yes or no. You, you can actually put an end to it. Well, you, you, is it always easy? You know what? No, it's always possible. What was impossible before now is just absolutely 100% achievable. Why? Because the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now quickened your mortal body. And you have the ability to walk in insane victory. Well, I've been trying to, to be good. Yeah, but if, 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 you're, if you're not born again, if your spirit's not new, you're still dead. You're just a dead guy trying hard. What you want to do is, is allow God to, to bring a revelation to you. Man, I am in Christ. I'm not a sinner. I am saved, set free, delivered, redeemed, blood-bought. Man, I'm a child of God. Look at somebody tell him I'm a child of God. Let's read Romans 3 23 through 26 together. For all have sinned. Oh, Everybody sinned. Everybody sinned. Don't, well, you know, you don't know the sins I've done. I don't even want to know the sins you've done. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace. I'm justified. I've been acquitted through uh, the redemption that is in Christ. I've been redeemed. Quit thinking like a sinner and start thinking like a redeemed one. Amen? Look at verse 25. God hath set forth to be a propitiation. He put Jesus there uh, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. How many glad the sins from your past ain't got no grip on you no more? Man, that guilt, that shame, you can be free from that today. If you came in here feeling guilty, no, don't you leave this room until you get a revelation. Guess what? His righteousness is upon my life. Look at the next verse, verse 26. It says, to declare, I say, at this time. Everybody say, at this time. It say it loud. At this time. It it's his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, that you are the righteousness of God. I said, you are the righteousness of God. Somebody say amen. You gotta get some faith in that blood. Well, faith cometh by hearing; hearing by the word of God. So you start grabbing onto the word of God and start don't just listen to it, but hear it. And that's why Mark four twenty four in the amplified, he said, you know, it's the level of thought and study that you give to the truth you hear that determines the virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Virtue's power. The more revelation you get on the blood of God, the blood of Jesus, you're gonna you're, the more you, revelation you get, the more power it's gonna produce in your life. You're gonna find out that the enemy does not want us talking about the blood singing about the blood knowing about the blood because that's the key to your freedom because of the blood of Jesus you have been redeemed you have been acquitted you have been justified not going to be you have been amen and, and and you you just got you just need to act like you know it three times in the book of James he said faith without works is dead don't just sit there and think it don't give it mental assent start living it Act like you're free, amen? You're not at war with God. God's not mad at you. He ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to bless you. He's not, you know what? He's not trying to knock you down. He's trying to pick you up. He's he's trying to empower you. and, and, And the fact is, is that one of the things that pleases God is you knowing you're at peace with him. Look at Colossians 1, uh, verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, everything God, about God's in Christ, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on the earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through the blood of his cross, everything. We, we, you know what? If we're in the blood, we are in peace, at peace with God. Verse 21, and you who once were alienated, at one time you were alienated, at one time you were an enemy, in your mind by wicked works. In your mind. In your mind. If we could just think differently. You know, where is the struggle at? In your mind in the way you think. But look, it says, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, to present you blameless, to present you above reproach in his sight, if indeed you continue in faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you've heard. Through the blood of his cross, he has made peace. He's brought us back into fellowship. Back into harmony. We're walking with God. You have the ability to walk with God. Remember Adam and Eve would walk with God. They were in the presence of God. Sin came in and he said, you know, if you eat that tree, you're going to die. Well, did they die? Yes. They had a spiritual death and they ended up being separated from the presence of God. And God put together the plan that would reunite God and mankind. He brought us back into peace, back into harmony. And through the blood of his cross, he's made peace. And you who were once out of fellowship and enemies of God. Your life was contradictory to God in your mind, in the way you think, in, 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 the, in the emotions you have by wicked works. It's kind of interesting. By wicked works, if you study that phrase, listen to what, it, what these words really mean. It means by, by uh, 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 wicked works are full of labors, annoyances, and hardships. Sounds like church life. Hello? You know, uh, I've been in church my entire life, and it just seems like, you know, like somewhere along the line, I think we just get bored or something, and we just make life hard. You know, we start putting up hoops, and you jump through the hoops. If it looks too easy, we set the hoops on fire. What are you doing? Well, you, you you know, you got to earn this thing. No, 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 you can't. You can't earn it. You know, you can try as hard as you want. You can do as much as you can. Give as much as you got. You can do everything you can. You're not gonna earn anything that way. You know, that's just a form of self-righteousness. In, and even when you think, well, look at all the wrong stuff I've done, All the, that's, a, that's a form of self-righteousness too. You're under the impression that, that what you do or what you don't do has impact above the stronger than the blood of Jesus. You dishonor the blood with that mindset. And that's why we got to change the way we think. We need to honor the blood. Look at what it says, that, that through his blood, through his blood he's reconciled us, He's reconciled us through his death to present you holy. You're holy. I know you're sitting there thinking about the guy sitting next to you and you're going, dude, this cat don't act holy. Should have seen him in the car on the way here. (laughs) Well, let me tell you why we don't act holy because we're not thinking wholly. See, the way you think determines the way you feel. The way you think about a thing determines the way you feel about a thing. And those those, those thoughts create those emotions, and those emotions, well, they determine your choices. The way, every choice you ever make is based off of emotion. So since you feel, uh, so if you're thinking wrong, you're going to feel wrong, right? And if you're feeling wrong, what are you going to do? You're going to choose wrong. And your choices determine your actions, so if you're making wrong choices guess what you're you're gonna be performing wrong actions you're gonna you're gonna act wrong if you act wrong you're gonna get the wrong habits in your life if you have the wrong habits it's gonna develop the wrong character have the wrong character you're gonna end up with the wrong end result well what would happen if I had the right mind well you would have the right emotion if you had the right emotion You'd make the right choice. If you made the right choice, you'd perform the right action. You'd perform the right action. You'd develop the right habits. You get the right habits. You're going to develop the right character. You have the right character. You get the right end result. It's, it's about the way we think. God's trying, you know, where you need to be pleading the blood is over your mind. Man, I just, I just need to be thinking right. I need to be living right. I need, I need to understand, no, I'm holy. If, you, if you're thinking I'm holy, guess what you're going to be in? You're going to start feeling holy. Well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel very holy. But it's because you're not thinking holy. you got to think holy, then you're going to start feeling holy. You're thinking like the old guy. That ain't me no more. You, you know, you don't ain't got to raise your hand or wave your white hanky, but in reality, if we ask and people respond, it would be crazy because all of, us, all of us struggle with that old nature. Right? We, we, all, we all do. You know, well, it's so easy for you. Are you kidding me? You know that that old nature shows up, man, quite regularly, and I have to make a choice well wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not me and that is that's not who I am. I am new i the old things are gone the new the new man is here well well i I, I thought it, well if if all things are new, where are the new things? <laughs> when they showing up well again. You know, when you get born again, it's your spirit. It's, 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 it's that man. It's, you get this new nature. But you still have a corrupted soul and a corrupted body that you got to deal with. Right? Remember, you're not only human. You're also human. But you are a spirit being who possesses a soul who lives in a body. And that soul and that body that was corrupted by sin needs that new nature to begin to rule and reign. You need to be led by the spirit, not by the flesh. See, in, in the old system, in the in the old regime, everything operated out of the flesh realm. And so your body just responded to a soul that, that was just corrupted by flesh and sensuality and, and evil desire. And now God's saying, you know what, I put my nature in you, but you're going to have to train your brain to be led by the spirit, and, and and you know you are not you are not who you used to be, you are new. I said you are new, and you are holy. You know how holy you are. As he is, so am I. You're holy. You're righteous. How righteous? You're as righteous as God. He said that he's given you his righteousness. You are without blame. You are free. You, you know what? Uh, you, you need to understand that what the enemy is trying to do is get a, like a claw in you, trying to blame you. But you are blameless in the sight of God, above reproach in the sight of God. You stand in the presence of God, holy, righteous, blameless in his sight. You're not kind of righteous, sort of holy. You're holy. Remember, it's like being married. You ain't halfway married. You're not part-time married. I'm, I'm married on the weekend. No, you're married. If you're married, you're married. Hello? And if you're righteous, you're righteous. Now it's just time to act. You'll get to act like it when you get to think like it. But you've got to see yourself the way God sees you. You've got to get your before and after picture thing together, man. You've got to realize that, you know what, I am who God says. You remember those before and after pictures? You've seen those, right? you know uh, when they're selling stuff all that before and after stuff you, you know just to kind of help you get this just check it out here here's a picture this is a rooster you know and, and, and this is just you know kind of before the uh, you know the pressure of breakfast and then here's after and uh you know he just had a hard day uh, uh this is before this is before you've had uh, uh cherry chip cake with uh, uh that that uh cream cheese frosting, this is after you've had it, you know, okay, you got the after picture. Uh, <laughs> this next one, you just get, just take a look at the picture there. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go back. Okay, just, just people who are slower, the TV's big, the guy's not. There you go, TV's, okay, okay. Uh, here's, here's the next one. This is, when, this is when your mama brings you home, you know, from preschool. This is when your wife brings you home from work. Uh, is before coffee after coffee yeah we, we everybody we need some caffeine uh, this this uh, this is why your kids don't want to take a bath here's before after <laughs> go, go back on that one one wait a minute go back go back go back go back go back check this out this is when you thought they were a dog next this is when you find it's just a rat okay <laughs> And this is uh, what complete nutrition can do for you. See, TJ, right after service there, there's the before. This is a real photo right there. That's one of his clients. And, uh, uh, you you know, your your identity, (laughs) you can take it down. Your identity, your identity has been radically changed, but yet you're not seeing yourself radically changed. Oh, come on. You just got to get this. Your identity, that old identity is actually gone. It's kind of like being liberated from a prison, but you still go there to sleep at night. Because, you know, that's your comfort zone. You spent 20 years, you know, with, with guards and bars, and, and you, you, it's like, like you're not, you can't get no rest. You, you don't feel good unless you wander back inside the gate and close the door at night but you have been set free. Now, you're no longer a stranger. You're a child of God. You're no longer in trouble. You're at peace with God. You're no longer separated, but you've been united through Christ with God. You, you are no longer guilty, but you have been acquitted, and the charges have been erased, expunged, and you stand before God 100% absolutely blameless. And you got this stupid, defeated devil that keeps whispering in your ear saying, well, you know you don't deserve that. And stupid thoughts, all of us deal with them, but we, come on, guys. It, you know what? The problem with people who are thinking wrong is that they don't know they're thinking wrong. Hello? You know, there is no such thing as ignorant faith. Your faith has got to be educated. But we make stupid thoughts, you know, and, and, and they come out of our mouth. Well, what do you think we're doing wrong? What, what do you think we're doing wrong? Because this isn't working over here. What, what am I doing wrong? What are you doing? What are you doing to earn the favor of God? That's what you're doing wrong. You're thinking that you're going to earn the favor of God. What you have to do is understand. Hey, let's just real quick, let's just real quick. Uh, uh, Ephesians 2, right? You, he made life. You got life. You once were dead, but now you're alive. When, when you were dead by your own trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually, you, you used to follow the course and fashion of this world. You were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air. You were obedient to and under the control of a demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, the unbelieving, who go against the purposes of God. And among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh. Our behavior was governed by corrupt and sensual nature, and we obeyed the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind. It's all about the mind, guys. Our cravings were dictated by senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. But God... So rich in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together and in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. It's by grace and his favor and mercy that you didn't deserve. It's by grace that you're saved and delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And he raised us up together with him, made us sit down together, gave us joint seating with Christ in the heavenly sphere. Look at verse 7. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable riches of his free grace and his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ. For it is by free grace that you're saved and delivered from judgment and through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourself. It's not your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it's a gift of God. And not because of works or the fulfillment of laws demands, lest you should be able to boast. It's not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory of himself. For we are his own handiwork recreated in christ jesus born anew. you're, you're his handiwork he's worked that you you're his product come on somebody remember in jeremiah when he said you know basically he says that god had a dream about the future he saw where you'd fit and he started shaping you and molding you so that you'd fit there and he put in you exactly what you needed and he's empowered you to fulfill his dream you are his handiwork Recreated in Christ. see. By being recreated in Christ, you've been empowered to do good works. You're not doing good works to get recreated. You've been recreated to do good works. I don't know if you get that. You're not working hard to get something from God, but because of what you've got from God, it empowers you to be very, very effective at your work. You you were recreated in Christ to do good works, which he planned beforehand so that you could take the path which he prepared ahead of time so that you could walk in it living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for you to live. God has empowered you. What are you doing wrong? Oh, you're thinking you got to do it. What you have to do is you, you have to start thinking, no, I'm already righteous. I don't have to earn anything. I have to understand who I am in Christ. And then all of a sudden, no weapon formed against me can prosper. I'm above only, not beneath. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm the headlight, not the taillight. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Uh, you know what? If God's for me, it doesn't make any difference what's against me. I'm going to overcome. The Lord is on my side. I'm no longer controlled by what I see, what I feel, what it looks like, smells like, tastes like. No, I'm controlled by a revelation that I have revelation knowledge that I have that the blood of Jesus has been applied to my life. And, and, And what I want to do is instead of trying to impose my will on God, I want to surrender and conform my will to his will. And I'm not going to do good works to get stuff. I'm going to do the good works which he's called me to do. Right? You know, I, I'm not serving in the body to earn my salvation. I serve the body because, you know what, the Bible says that if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Right? We have fellowship with one another. We, we become partners in what we do, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If I walk in the light as he is in the light, I got fellowship with you, and his blood keeps pumping. You know what that, you know what that fellowship thing does? That's the circulation of the blood in the body. You know, if you ever, if you ever disconnect from others, uh, you, you begin to isolate. That's kind of like a blood clot. I mean, you know, that's not real healthy. Stops the blood flow. How, how, how do I keep this blood flowing? Well, I stay in fellowship. I stay in partnership. I stay connected. I stay hooked up. I keep, uh, and and I just keep letting the blood flow. I'm not working to get something from God, but it's because of what I've received from God. Man, I've been created to do good works. The Bible says that Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost and power and went about doing good, healing all. You know what? God wants to cause your life to be one of them lives that just, man, you just go about doing good bringing health and healing, restoration everywhere you go. Just going about doing good. Why? Because I've been empowered to live that life. No matter what the situation. No, I see who I am. Uh, you, you need a revelation. You need a revelation. You are, you're an heir of God. You're a child of God. You, you, you have a life of God in you. you. You are new. You're not the old guy. You're the new guy. You need to get the picture of the new guy. You need to understand that you have a divine uh, nature in you. That nature has a divine instinct. That instinct can be trained to reign, and you're going to rule and reign in life. And it's not because, of, you know what, the sin that used to have a grip on you, it lost its hold. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life, and you stand before God, righteous, holy, acceptable, blameless in his sight. And every time the enemy tries to accuse you, you just say, you know what? I got the blood of Jesus. I got the blood of Jesus. I'm thinking new. I'm feeling new. I'm choosing new. I'm acting new. And I'm going to wind up with a new end result. Amen? Come on, give God a big shout and a praise and thank him for the blood of Jesus on your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I want you to close your Bible and bow your head for just a minute.